Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio, where we are always daring to be different. Get ready, get ready, get ready to be inspired. Let's get moving toward our goals. And here to make that happen is our host, Yaya Diamond. You know, this, so I can help this you is with amazing. 
That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. So not only are you a writer, but you have your own publishing company. When did you decide that you wanted to do that? When? Well, how did that happen? That's a, I mean, it's like, of course they go hand in hand, but is it not they a conflict go of hand interest? In hand. Well, you would think it would be, uh, but um, I started out, and I'm going to give you the brief history of my career, okay? I started as a school mm-hmm. teacher. After six years being in the classroom, I was bumped to principal. I was the youngest principal in the state of Louisiana at the age of 26. I served there. I did a lot of time. Then I was a principal of a school for juvenile delinquents, an alternative school for 14 years. I retired at the age of 41, okay, at the age of 41. During that time, I wrote a lot of books on how to handle crisis management, how to deal with school violence, how to teach your kids phonics. I mean, if you Google my name, you're going to go, holy crap, is this the same woman that's writing these novels, or is this the same woman that did this? Because after I did that, I went into the film industry. I have been a producer. I've been a screenwriter. I have been a director. Yes, I'm the same woman. I also compose music. Yes, that's me. The group Mystic Towers, I compose all of their music. And I do soundtrack. So now here I am, 60 years old, and I decide I'm going to write fiction at 60. Wow. I go, why not? Right? Why not? Wow. So I did, and my very first book released as the number one new seller on Amazon. Okay, I give up. I'm done. That's my short short career. (laughs) I'm just starting a new career, I guess. Now, in the meantime, I'm publishing all these books. So jump back. How do you decide to become a publisher, right? In in the meantime, I had publishers. I was the traditional person. And I really got very sick and tired of only earning 20% off of my stuff that I wrote, and they got 80. I said, oh, no, there is a better way. Oh, no. So I actually started another company called Open Door Publishing House. And then I left that. I sold it. It was just like it was just too much. Okay, just too much. So my publisher then retires from Open House and starts Absolute Author Publishing House. And she says, I want you to be the CEO. I want you on board. I said, I don't want to work. I said, if I'm going to be part of this, I want to be co-owner. So that's how I'm, co-own- I'm co-owner. But here, here's the wow. deal. It's not a conflict of interest because I do what I've always done. I edit and I publish. Not just other people's work, but my own. And here's the kicker. I have a Ph.D., so you would think I can write. Well, obviously, it sells. That's where the Dr. Mel comes in. But mm-hmm. here's the kicker. I do not edit my own. I will not. I refuse to. I'm too close to the matter. So if anybody mm-hmm. that's listening out here and is an author, do not even try to edit your own work. Don't do it. I own a publishing company. I'm an editor, and I don't edit my stuff. I hire it well. out. So I guess that's where the conflict of interest doesn't exist. I know better. Right. Right. Wow. Wow. So, okay, so tell me about 
I mean, you have so many different things. You you have your, I mean, it's just, you are like the, I would say, okay, I'm, I'm trying to put it all together because I want to make sure I say this right. When you're, when you are like you are, when you have multiple things under your belt, done multiple things, the one common factor that I have seen is you like writing. So writing has always been I in your love life. writing. Done, I was born to see, do that. But see, and you've done different things in your life, but they've all involved words. Writing. writing. You're right. That's right. So I, I was you telling so people. Right. Yeah, I was telling people like you know, just because you say okay, I want to be an actor, or I want to be this, or I want to be that. If you're, if you just take the common denominator between all of those, you would be happy doing anything as long as it had that common factor. The, the so common when you decided to, yes. Exactly. So when you decided to write fiction or fact or uh, instructional, it didn't matter because it's all no. in the same. It's all in the same. It's writing. I was writing. writing. Wow. And, and if I would have told I myself ask you, 20 years ago, I would have said, you're going to be a novelist? I would have said, oh, no way, but then I would have said, oh, listen to yourself. Why not start now? Mm. That was that common it's denominator, great. and you were so right about that. You you hit it on the nail, yeah. baby. Definitely, definitely. Now, okay, so you're a doctor. So. Yeah, oh, yeah. When did, you, when did you find the time to get to be a doctor? I mean – 41 years old, you retired. Did you do it before you retired or yes. after you retired? Yes. No, 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 no. Wow. I graduated high school at 16. I graduated with BA at 18. I was teaching high school at 18, and some of my kids were older than I was. Whoa. And then I got my master's degree very early, and followed by the Ph.D. So I was one of those wow. young Hip shots, I guess, is what what they call them. I don't call myself a prodigy because I'm not. I'm not that smart, all right? I had a conversation with Stephen Hawking's when I was researching my my novel, uh, The Keystroke Killer, which wow. is based off of Stephen Hawking's theories of multiple dimensions. I called him, like, why not? People call me. I'm an author. I have people for years calling me and then went, are writing me questions because some of my books. And when I, I get tired of typing, I go, I'm just calling him with this answer. Gosh, you know? So I said, well, why can't I just call Stephen Hawking? I called him. It took him two weeks, but you know, he called me back, and I almost fell over in my chair, fainted off the floor. I could not talk. Oh my my God. jaw was like whopper smacked. It was like, and then all that voice, mm-hmm. are you there? You know, that computerized voice? I'm trying wow. to be, but just give me a minute to catch my breath. You know, oh my so gosh. during that conversation, we're talking 18 hours or more, not that same day, but over the weeks, you know, when I'm researching my mm-hmm. book, I even once, I told him, I said, uh, I kept calling him Dr. Hogging, call me Stephen. I said, Stephen, I said, I'm having a really hard time with this. I said, as smart as I think, I think, or I thought I was, I have no business being in this conversation with you. I feel like a kindergartner. <laughs> Yeah, that's a dean. Okay. I wow. feel like my daughter cried when he passed away. My daughter oh, I loved too. She Honey, cried. I still cry. I grieve for that man. 
he wanted if the keystroke killer ever got made into a movie that's one of my books okay that came out on halloween of last year and it's about mm-hmm. a serial killer by the way from the fourth dimension so it's based off of steven's you know stuff he wanted right. i don't know if people know this about him he loved science fiction he loved it as much as he loved real science and you know he played bit parts in star trek did you know that the, the movies no. and the series yes because he loved it and he wow. would welcome he welcomed if this is ever made can i play myself i said i'll write you a part <laughs> i said hell you can be the serial killer because you're behind a computer <laughs> you know i said who's better wow. person than you yeah then he dies on me and i cried and i'm still grieving for him wow yeah. oh. so okay Wow, that is just amazing right there to to even be on the phone with with Stephen Hawking. Yeah, no, that would. I well, like I like, said, my jaw yeah, dropped. Right. I was breathless. I could not speak. I was like, I do not belong in this conversation. But oh my God, he called me back. You know. Wow. And then he kept calling me back. He enjoyed the conversations. It's like, so what are you writing and where are you? Can you send me the manuscript? He didn't call it book. He called, can you send me your manuscript? I would love to read it over just to make sure you get the science correct. I said, oh, hell yeah, I will. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it was awesome. But that's only one book. You want to hear about right. Actually, it's not even, I hate to say this as an author, but that book is not even my favorite book. You want to hear about my favorite uh-huh. novel? Yes, wow. I actually do. All right. Well, that one is called Never Stop Running. And it's based off of a true story about a woman that was a teacher. And after, let's say, a very traumatic experience, we'll leave it at that, she ends up with retrograde grade amnesia, meaning a bus wreck, left her in a coma for four months, wakes up, knows nobody. Not her husband, not her mother, not her father, not her kids, nothing about her life. The only thing she knows is from the moment she woke up. Her husband, eight months later, convinces her to go see a regression hypnotherapist to see if she can start recalling her you know her memories to gain them because she has none but what services is her past lives as in past life regression sessions Mm. and from there chaos erupts and like i said it's based off of a true story it has an unbelievable twist which i will not give it away and my readers that have read this and the comments they're like, I did not see this coming. And they have to reread it twice because once they know the ending, it changes everything. It's one of those. So it's a book you have oh to read God. twice. Not because you don't get it, because it's that twisted and it changes your perspective on reincarnation. Oh now, I don't throw. Now, you don't have to be a Christian or you don't have to be a Buddhist or you don't even have to believe in reincarnation for this. Both sides are very well presented as Jackie, my main character, searches for the truth. Is this even possible? She goes visits a monk. She goes visits a Catholic priest. And all of it's laid out. 
You don't have to believe in either way. It's based on a true story. As an author, a novelist, I have a little twist that I did. All right? So, yes, but it is based off of a true story. Yeah, it's based off of a true story. And now, here's my favorite part. My mother is on the cover. My mother is 86 years old. She has cancer. Her, her goal in her life, she was diagnosed in October. Her goal in her life always was to become a cover model. And the picture on the front of my novel is my mother in 1954. I wasn't even born yet. So my mother is a cover model. I got to check that one off of her bucket list. Yeah, and I guess probably that's why it's my favorite novel. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit that's my yeah. favorite novel. Wow. But the story's awesome. Wow. But my grandkids and her great grandkids. I want to read that. Everybody. Well, I will send it to you, my love. I, I have no problem read that. with that. That one's you want to read. Awesome. Well, the one I'm writing now, which is actually in beta group stage, focus group members, is called Adam. Okay. It's also based off of a true story, but not. You ready? I'm ready. This is the true part. No, this is the true part, okay? Okay. In 2010, a astrobiological physicist with NASA, this is true. What I'm saying is true, not my made-up stuff. Discovered a microbe in Mono Lake, California. That microbe, she researched, had all of the same composites of our DNA structure, such as nitrous and, you know, oxide, carbon, you name it. Except where we had phosphorus, this microbe thrived and actually grew and developed with arsenic. What? Now, this is true. You can look up, anybody out there listening, look up Mono Lake and New Life Form. You'll see what I'm talking about. This is true. I did not make this up. This happened. Okay? Now, the part that I did make up was the what ifs. If this is true, and this goes back to Hawking again, and we, we, we had a discussion about this. If this is true, any organism would, it's like Darwinism, would survive and adapt. They would find a way to multiply and thrive even though there's oxygen in the air. I said, so what happens if that did happen? And think of the movie Shape of Water. So Mm -hmm. I've taken that, and within a matter of seven days, this microbe developed from nothing to 80-year-old as the scientist is kidnapped taken to a base by the military because we're on a national security alert and they're denying everything. And this microbe develops over a period to 80 years in seven days, coming almost like Adam and Eve, you know, seven days to develop. But mm-hmm. he starts questioning what is life, what is love, what is patience, every human emotion possible. But then I will say he dies. That's not even the spoiler alert. It's what happens after he dies, Clitcher, to this one. And Adam, that's the name of the book, is an acronym, and it stands for Arsenate-Driven Astrobiological Microbe. Oh, my God. 
the new life. You got, girl, what? Oh, my gosh. Oh Have my I bored you, you yet, Yeah. <laughs> no. You kidding me? I love sci-fi. Like, sci-fi is my, like, sci-fi is my favorite. Like, my husband knows. When well, I'm then you love this ride. Well, if I sit down and I'm going to watch TV, it better be a sci-fi. Either that me or a Marvel too. comic or some kind of, some kind of comic me. book. I love movie. that. I have to escape oh, yeah. from my total realism. Yes. It's like, give me a break, people. I don't want every day. I don't want to watch the news. I am sick of the wall. I am sick of this. I am uh, no offense, <laughs> women. I'm sick of hashtag mood, too. You know what? I want to escape from all of that. Let me go to bed, prop right. up my legs, and turn on me some sci-fi. Yep. You know? I want to see sci-fi. Or, or, or okay. like I said before, like Superman or, or, or oh, that's sci-fi. Spider-Man. Yeah. Or, I, I, I love Thor. And, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Aquaman was so fine. I want to <gasps> see him again. <laughs> yeah, but Jason Momoa, how can you not like it? I know. Every time I see the poster, I go hug it. My daughter thinks I'm crazy. All right, give me a break. I volunteered to take my grandsons to see that movie. Wait. Oh, I'll do it. Yeah. Grandma's going to oh do that one. Oh, I got this covered, people. I know that's right. I, I'm going to buy that one. That one's going to be mine right there. No, it's like, yeah, I, I love sci-fi. I would love to read the book. I would love to actually read it. I mean, maybe I'll even well, make, like, a you. show in the future when we read the books on the show, you know, like a, oh, a section of the book you. on the show. Oh, would that would be amazing. That no, that would be you. a different show. It wouldn't be Dream Chasers. It would, it would be Yeah, this is just an a, introduction. Like, who is Mel right now? You know, like, who is this woman? Actually, I've been called, asked if I was a robot before. <laughs> People oh that hire hire me to edit and stuff, it's like I just zoom in at them and just do, do. They're like, are you a robot? No, I'm for real. <laughs> they go, are you sure? <laughs> I said, look, I am focused. <laughs> you right. Know, I, I am focused. You don't understand how my mind operates. I get a task, I do it, I'm done. <laughs> well, and I guess that's how come well, in the know, last three months I've published three books. Because I'm constantly writing four books at a time. You're amazing. No. You're amazing. It's called, no, it's called task-driven. Enjoy what you do, because if you enjoy what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. My grandfather taught me that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's so and true. And I love to write. Well, maybe that's what that. Maybe that's what I'm missing in my life, that sci-fi adventure kind of thing. Because I always start off normal and then too normal, and then I just stop writing. <laughs> well, then maybe you're not writing maybe the right thing, you know? Maybe. Let's encourage you. I mean, come on. Yeah. If you have a desire to well, write, you see. can write. Oh, I love writing. I really do. It's just it gets to the point where I, I don't know where to go. But I think I want to do like a really a cool twist or something. I I think I'll, I I'm gonna pick up one. I got one with me at all times. And when I get an idea, I just start writing it. But it's well, like I am a developmental I I editor. I can help you out with this. You know. So we're gonna have to talk. We're gonna have to talk. And you know what? It's been almost a half hour since we've been talking. No. And I still don't. 
you know, I want to make sure that people know where to reach you because I want to, you know, this to me, you're amazing. What you are talking oh. about, and then Stephen Hawkins, and and having your own publishing company and everything. To me, this is beautiful, and I want to make sure that we are making it beautiful because that's the name of the show today, and I'm going to be putting Aww. all the information in, uh, but I am I'm, I'm just amazed at what you've done, and I, I want to make sure that people can reach you. So I need to know what? where they can reach you. I have you. two things. I have a website, and it's my name. I don't hide, www.drmel. C-A-U-D-L-E dot com, Dr. Mel Cottle, that way. And if you want to email me, same thing, Dr. Mel Cottle at Gmail. And then my blog, I have a blog, is www.drmelcottle.blogspot.com. So you don't have to get really confused. If you can remember my name, that's great. If you can't, it just remember Adam. Type in Adam. Type in Never Stop Running, and you'll find me. I'm all over Google. Or the keystroke killer. I am I am putting this up now because to me this is just just wonderful. Wonderful. And I'm I'm very wow. approachable. I mean, after Stephen Hawking calls me, why would I not answer somebody's call? Hmm. I mean, who am I not to? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I pay it forward. How's that? Amazing. And I, I and I think that's one of the reasons why I agreed to be co-owner of Absolute Author, so I could help mm-hmm. authors, even like yourself. I'm encouraging you to write. I want people yes, to do I that. To. Wow. So, yep. So, Dr. Mel Cottle, wow. and if if all else fails, put Dr. Mel Cottle and number one new release on Amazon. You'll find me. Well, I want to find you. Definitely want to find you. And I, <laughs> and I'm, you know what? I'm gonna be. I have your number, and so and yes, you, you have do. mine. And I have and you have mine. You can give me a call. We can talk because I really do want to uh, move forward in this writing, and I'm stuck. 50 times. Well, I've always said if you can dream it, you can believe it, then you can do it. That's right. That's right. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, thank you so much, Doctor, for being on the show, and we will keep in touch, definitely. I got another interview I got to do now, but, man, this yep. has been amazing. And I'm sorry. I know we wonderful. weren't supposed to talk this long. I'm so sorry for that, but we just got no, into it. it's okay. It. It's all right because, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I'm so interested in the book now. That you got to send me at least one of them so I can get started. I will. Because I I'm already interested. Okay. All, All right. right. Perfect. Bye bye. All right then. All right then. Later. Wow, Doctor Mel is amazing. Those storylines were like captivating, and I was already in the book. She didn't even have to tell me the rest. I'm like, my mind is going like, ooh, I wonder what's going to happen next. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> so because I'm a sci-fi buff, um, yes, we're going to have to definitely going to have to get with her again. I'm sorry, you guys. Um, I'm getting with her on the back end because there is no way. Anyway, so I want to welcome my next guest to the show. Thank you so much for calling in. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. This is Jody Mayfield. How are you? I'm doing good. Me? How are you? 
I can hear you good. Hey, I'm fine. Can you hear me? Yeah, awesome. I can hear you. Awesome. So well, tell Jody, everybody who I'm you Jody are Mayfield. and what you do. Okay. Uh, and what do you I'm do? I'm Jody Mayfield, and I'm a musician, and um, I do all sorts of music, and I um, am currently promoting a, a new album called Soul Sanctuary. Nice, nice. Now, you're a composer and a producer. You kind of didn't put that in there, and you're trying to be modest, but don't be. (laughs) You you have a a, a graduate of Morris Brown College with a degree in music composition and music theology. Wow. Music Music technology. Technology, I'm sorry. Music technology. I'm I'm looking at it, but it's, it's too small. I, when I hit my fortieth birthday, I couldn't read no more <laughs> without uh, glasses. <laughs> so oh, tell me, how did you get started? <laughs> uh, in, you mean in music period? Um, well, yeah. I, I've been playing music since I was a kid. Um, I'm one of those kids that my sister, who was a music teacher, uh, made me play an instrument. Okay, and uh, she saw me banging on the piano as a kid and um, just being on things. And so she said, you're going to play an instrument. And I said, I don't want to play an instrument. And she said, oh, you're going to play one. Because she's a music teacher, and so she believes that every kid should take some music lessons. And so at the fourth grade, I started playing saxophone, and I absolutely loved it. And so the rest is sort of history, and I've been doing music oh, for a long, long time now, thanks to her, because she's she had the foresight to see, hey, this guy has he's got something, so I'm going to make him, even though he doesn't want to do it. And she told me, she said, now listen, when you get to the seventh grade, if you want to stop, you can stop. But for right now, you're in the fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, you're going to play an instrument. And I started playing saxophone. I was still playing piano, you know, all along, you know, during that time. And so that's my story. Um, I'm a native Atlanta. If you're from Atlanta, you would understand what that means because Atlanta has become an international city. So when you find someone from Atlanta, we always say we are, we call ourselves AT aliens, AT aliens. But I guess I'm not <laughs> But anyway, I'm a native Atlanta. And so um, I, um, and believe it or not, let me see, here's some strange facts about me. Um, I actually worked on a movie project where Spike Lee wrote the screenplay when we were in the AU Center, and he was at Morehouse, and I was at Clark at the time. And actually, it was a movie called Black College Talent Event. Yes, and this is his, it was a screenplay that he wrote. Now, Spike Lee, before he was Spike Lee, he was just another person to me at the time. And so I, that was my first kind of four-way, foray into music contract, uh, music soundtracks. And so... Um, I've been had the opportunity to play overseas with Dizzy Gillespie, Lionel Hampton. Um, I've sat on the same stage in jam sessions with Winston Marcellus. Been to Europe twice. We're in the Montreal doing the uh, doing the Montreal Jazz Festival, and uh, so that's kind of my musical uh, pedigree. Um, see something else about me. As musicians, I like to ask a person, "What is your musical? How? What's, what's your degree of separation?" So. There's me, there is James Patterson, who taught me at Clark. His teacher played with Chick Webb, Chick Webb Orchestra, 
And the singer in the Chick Webb Orchestra was Ella Fitzgerald. So I'm not that far away from Ella. Um, yeah, so that's kind of me. You know, that's it. And besides doing other music wow. during the that's So the question is, what would you like to know about me? <laughs> Let me tell you something. When you said Dizzy Gillespie, you had me because I have records. I love Dizzy Gillespie. I mean, I put him on my record player and I'm gone. Everybody, really? like, you hear Dizzy in my, in my office and we are done. I, I mean, I don't. I, I mean, I'm not very good with the names of the of the uh, of the songs. I tell you that much because they kind of run into each other. But right. I put that album on and and I'm just I'm I'm done. Don't come in my office. I'm doing something. And it's, it's wow. like dizzy. Wow, wow. So, yes, tell me about what you're doing now, because that's what I want to know, because I know I have a song here we're going to be playing in a few minutes, and it's it's called Just One Look. Tell me about right. that song. Uh, a young lady who I've known since she was about eight years old, and she's grown now. And her name is uh, Sharita Murphy. And um, Just One Look is basically a song about a young lady who falls in love. And even at the very just first look, it talks about their relationship and, and how that's going. And so I did all the music, and and, um, and my brother-in-law, believe it or not, is playing bass on here. But this is a composition of mine. A young lady named uh, Shawana Jordan wrote the lyrics, and I did the music, and um, Sharita is singing on it. So we recently we did a video uh, of it, and we actually shot it here in Atlanta. And so this video is the first leg of the promotion of this new project. Now, what I am and sort of consider myself, I'm trying to, um, I'm considered a hybrid artist. So here's a guy who is a jazz lover, but he does do rhythm and blues or R&B. So it's a hybrid, hybrid, it's a hybrid of the two art forms, even though they are still the same art forms. So my belief right. is that um, if you're going to do jazz, hey, let's make it where it is very accessible to the people. Because sometimes um, the, just the art form of jazz can be so over people's heads that, you know, some jazz artists have forgotten, hey, this used to be the pop music of the day, okay? This was right. the, the hip-hop of its day. And so jazz, um, just like hip-hop has done, Jazz has to continue to reinvent itself. So, you know, in quoting um, Miles, jazz isn't really a music. It's how you play music. So in this particular um, piece, we are infusing some jazz overtones as well as R and B overtones. So it's, it's just we just want music that sounds good. And that is mm-hmm. um, very uplifting. And it's not, you know, downing anybody or you know, putting down anybody. But the music should feel good. You know, the world is crazy enough as it is, and I'm just trying to do yeah. music that just makes people feel good and make people fall in love again, you know? Right. Well, we're going to go ahead and play Just One Look right here on Dream Chasers Radio. Right. Here we go.
Yeah, yeah, are you there? Okay. Here we go. What's the roster? Let me call back.
Hello? You there? Okay, again. I'm here. Okay. All right. I believe we're back on the air. I okay. merged the call. All right. So give me one second here. Okay. Because I don't want to be feeding back. All right. I think I got it. Okay. So, all right. Being that you have done so much, like, all right, me, I'm just one generation off of everybody that's ever won, like, all kinds of stuff. Because I'm just the daughter of somebody who's made it. But it's like when you think about all the stuff that you've done, every artist would have loved to work with Robert Townsend and done film scoring and sang and and done this. This new project that you're doing, is there any difference in this project, Um, any um, kind of different flavors that you're putting in this project? that you didn't do before besides the combination of the jazz and the R&B? Well, on the first album, you can find all of my music on Spotify. Just look up Jody Mayfield. And on the first album was a, I've always tried to attempt to merge uh, jazz and, you know, like today's music. And, in fact, on the very first album, which is called Jazz and All Her Babies, the concept here is that every music in America right now is simply a baby of jazz, and it doesn't matter what it is, okay? Right. And so if we had to trace back the genealogy of the music that we listen to today, you know, I don't care if it's country, western, pop, it just doesn't matter. You know, you go to jazz, and you end up with the blues, and then you end up, you know, with the spirituals, and you end up in Africa. And mm-hmm. all of the music, because jazz is America's only original art form. This is mm-hmm. the only art form that has ever that originated on this soil. That's it. Everything right. else America has imported in from, you know, right. art and things of that nature. So what my thing was to make jazz accessible to anybody and everybody, because mm-hmm. I love jazz, but I'll be honest with you, pure jazz today is museum music, a museum music. And unless yeah. you get really deep into it, a lot of people, you know, may not get into it. And then my other issues with the smooth jazz aspect is a lot of instrumentals, but people like to sing along. So the idea right. here is to, out of all my projects, I've always had vocals along, you know, with the, the albums have always been instrumental and vocals. The difference with this album, we just kept going further and further in trying to mix the two together. And so, so the records is just are just smooth, but you can still pop your fingers to it, pat your foot, and you can still groove to the uh, music. Mm-hmm. And that's important. Definitely yeah. important to sing along. They, they do want to feel connected. And what you've done with that, that song, Just One Look, is perfect. But and the you. singer was was amazing. She's she's got a beautiful voice. Thank you, thank you. That's how I'll tell her that. <laughs> yes, tell and, her that, please. Very beautiful uh, voice. I I'll tell you this one thing. Um, you know, I was around when hip hop first 
came about. And at that time, uh, we said, oh, man, this is just a fad. This is going to pass, right? And yeah. it's been 40-some-odd years. It's still here. And so, yeah. but the question is, how has that genre uh, remained still viable after four decades? And the answer is very simple. It did like jazz did, it reinvented itself. And yeah. it took pop tunes or whatever the current tune of that day is, and it reinterprets it through that particular uh, medium. So jazz actually was doing the same thing. Uh, so a lot of the jazz pieces that you may like, uh, like My Funny Valentine uh, is actually a Broadway tune, but we consider it I a love jazz that song. tune. You know, I love that song. Shaka Khan did that song, oh, my gosh, and she just tore it up. I love it. I love that song. Yeah. And then you know what? Good music, music with that that that, that yeah. you know that crossover, the the flavor of a crossover or anything that can be a crossover, lasts and lasts and lasts. Right. Right. And you know, I will tell you, I sometimes as a musician don't like labels. Uh, if if the music is good, the music is, is is good, no matter what you you know label it as. And so, mm-hmm. to me, it's just still American music, period. You know, right. it, it, and it just doesn't matter um, what flavor it is. It's like you know, they're all flavors, different flavors of ice cream. It's still ice cream, okay? Right. It's different flavors of music, but it's still music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally right. So. Where can people reach you? And you know what? The biggest question that I have is there are so many yeah. musicians out there, so many singers, so many artists out there. Um, are you looking for people? Because there's so many people in Atlanta that, that you know, they want to sing on a track or they want to be involved with something. Uh, do you do any scouting still, or are you satisfied with, with, with you know, who you have and any advice for those people? Well, okay. Well, the, the first question, you know, on this project, you know, I'm the artist, and I'm just a jazz artist who happens to feature different vocalists, and mm-hmm. I'm not really looking. Um, I mean, I've collaborate, collaborated with a lot of different people, but as far as uh, producing someone, no, because I'm putting all of my efforts. And we lost them again. Not happening. Go ahead. Hello? No. No. Hello? I wanted to make it so that we are good, but I oh, can't. Can you hear me? Hello? I can't. Yeah, we back. Hello? We're good. Yeah. Okay, we're good. Yeah. The other line ended for some reason. <laughs> So what I was saying is that you asked me what advice would I have to people who want to get into the music business. Right. Is that what you're asking? Well, let yes. me go back and I just thought about this. First of all, there is no music business. <laughs> I'll let that sit in. What music business? Is there music? There are, what is a record label? There aren't any. The hip-hop movement changed all that. When mm-hmm. guys were selling CDs out of their trunk. That was the beginning of the end of the music business. 
as we know it. And, okay, let me ask you something. When was the last time you bought a CD? I'll wait. Yeah, I bought CD. one like the other day because I'm like a relic and I like CDs and albums, so I'm weird. So I'm not the right but person. To okay. Ask. <laughs> no, okay, no, let's go here. Before then, though, you buy one every week. No, I used to. You used to. I did too. We used to buy albums every mm-hmm. week. The average person, they don't buy it CDs; they stream it. Yeah. And now. YouTube is here, Spotify is here. You know, you got uh, companies like CD Baby and DistroKid that will distribute your record and get it out everywhere in every streaming source there is. So the record yep. business, as we know it, is done. So my advice is, don't even think about signing with a label. Do it yourself. That you would go. be my biggest DIY. Thing. Don't right because let's look at the math, okay? Okay, let's take you, let's take Yaya, you go and do a, an entire album. Let's say you write every song on that album. You do everything, and you sign with the label. Now, the current for music is 9.1 cent per record. Ugh. Okay, 9 cents. Multiply that times your 10-song album. That's 90 cents. Well, let's do the math. A record company is going to sell your CD ten bucks, right? Okay, mm-hmm. ten bucks, right? Okay. Um, say Apple will take, you know, they're going to take three bucks for that, you know, right? That leaves the record label with roughly four dollars. They pay you a dollar. They keep five. You do the math. Yes. Yeah. All right, but now, what if you're selling it yourself? Why not? You keep all the money because yeah. you end up being not only the, the writer, you end up being the record label itself. And because of the Internet, you don't have to go and manufacture a bunch of CDs. It's there for people to consume via the Internet. So mm-hmm. my advice is do it yourself. That's my advice as well, you know. That's my advice as well. It, it, yeah, you know, and, and the one thing I've noticed is that a lot of artists now are really investing in themselves um, and they're right. saving up their money to do their projects and putting it out themselves, which is, which is commendable, you know. Uh, and anybody right. that knows that it takes money to make money knows that if you're a musician, you know that. You know that. <laughs> right. Exactly. And that's what I'm doing. Uh-oh. And you don't want to get caught up, you know, I could gig, you know, do gigs all the, all day. But at some point, you've got to reinvest your money into you. And um, that's mm-hmm. what the purpose of this project is. And we hopefully will be releasing, God willing, um, the Just One Look record in March. And so um, we have another um, smooth jazz cut coming up in May called Rearview Mirror. And this is all mm-hmm. these are singles coming from a forthcoming album called Soul Sanctuary. Okay. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Where where can people reach you? Well, my website is real easy. It's jodymayfield.com. J-O-D-Y. Mayfield, just like the ice cream. Jodymayfield.com. Mm-hmm. And you can, there's the contact us page there. Um, of course, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. So, or you can just, just Google me. 
There's not been many Jody Mayfields out there. <laughs> nope, never, nope. <laughs> Look, wow, Mr. Mayfield, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to have you on the show. Definitely honored. You have my number. Keep it filed. I'll be in Atlanta. My, some of my family members, they live up there, so I go up there. But I, I really thank no, okay. you for being on the show. And uh, well, thank wow. You for having, thank you for interviewing me. Oh, not a Thank problem so at all. I mean, I'm really serious. Problem at all. I appreciate it. I appreciate you wanting to be on the station. And most of all, I appreciate your input because you have done so much and uh, and accomplished so much that it's just it's just refreshing. And it's, it, you know, refreshing to hear someone say, do it yourself. Do it yourself. Exactly. You got to do it. You're doing it yourself. I'm proud of you because you are on the yep. grind doing it. And and so I'm I, on I, the look, grind. I saw you. I said, yes. And you know what? I, and I, I admire that about you. And the thing about you is you're not letting life happen to you. You know, you are doing it. You're not just sitting by and just letting whatever happens happen. And I love that about oh, you. No. I love that because you're, you, you are, you're an inspiration to me. I say, oh, let me check this, this young lady out. Oh, really? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, right? thank said, you very oh. much. So you've got that whole air of, of, around you. I'm just letting you know. All right? Oh, wow. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, it's, it's not easy. But, you know, this, this year, this station is an inspiration to all those people like me. I was depressed for eight years and wasn't I, I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing in my life, and I brought on depression and I got fed up with it and I tried to find my medicine, what would work for me, mm. and this mm. station was birthed from that. It was like I need to find people who are moving, who are who are who are pushing the envelope. I'm gonna start a podcast. And that's that was that's been my medicine. And ten years ago, bang, here we are. Ten years later, I'm still doing it, and really? I'm not doing it. Yes, and I'm not doing it because I'm trying to find, you know, listeners. I'm trying to make money. No, this anything I make goes back into the station. Literally everything I okay. make goes back into the station to pay for the website, to pay for anything, to pay for the whatever we need to pay for. And I take nothing. Wow. And I've been doing it for 10 years. The only thing I've been taking is the inspiration. That's what I need. That is my pill. Wow. That's amazing. Well, you know what? You know, you you represent something that I I try to teach young young people, and that is in order for you to really exist on the planet in a prosperous way, you need to be doing what you were created to do. Correct. You know, look at the gifts that you have and then use those gifts and monetize those gifts and share those gifts to the mm-hmm. world. And that's what you're doing. That's it? It's that's what good. I want to do. That, that's well, it. You're doing so, it. like you, like you, you know, just look, just one look is a beautiful song. And you're going after your goals just as I'm going after mine. And I and I hope that both of us can inspire someone to go after theirs. Yes. 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 All definitely, right. definitely. And I want to say that's JodyMayfield.com, JodyMayfield.com. 
Hit him up. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much again for being on the show. All right. Hey, thank you for having me. All right. All right. Bye bye. Wow. Now, see, I told you. I told you. Didn't I tell you we have amazing people on this show? I told you so. I told you. That's right. I'm going there. I told you so. Boom. It is what it is. I'm loving it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio. It has been another wonderful edition of the show. And Again, like I promised yesterday, uh, this evening when I get back into the studio, we will be updating both sites from last night's show and tonight's show so that you guys can copy and paste into your browser. Everybody that's been on the show the last couple of days, we will be back again tomorrow night. That's right, another show, 8 p.m. sharp. Be there because we want to be an inspiration to you. All of next week we're going to be doing a lot of different shows, a lot of different times. We're making moves. Dream Chasers Radio is making a wave, baby, and I am not stopping. Thank you again so much for tuning in. And, I mean, you know you know what the deal is. If you are not daring to be different, then you need to be like me, be inspired by these people who are. 